good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's Claire and Dan and Aaron here for another awesome power hour. We hope you're having a great Thursday morning. <clears throat> we are just yeah. chuckling backstage <laughs> at the craziness that can ensue when you're getting your kids ready for school right before power hour begins. So if you're here, we are so excited to have you. And Dan and Aaron, how are you guys doing this morning? Hopefully your houses are a little more mellow than mine. Oh my gosh. I have the advantage of being three hours ahead of you. So I've already gone through all that chaos. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Chaos uh, Chaos is over. We did have some chaos. I was telling Dan that my oldest kiddo usually takes a ride to school with the neighbors because our buses are perpetually late. I kid you not, I will get a notification from the transportation system saying that the bus is an hour late, which means they're picking up kids after school has already begun. Oh, wow. Why? This is how it's working here. <laughs> and so one of the problems is we're so short staffed. We don't have enough bus drivers. Uh, and so that like throws everything off. So anyway, so we've been getting around with neighbors because this is crazy. Um, and this morning, like I, I'm at the gym and usually I hear the ring. I have like the ring notification go off on my phone. You know, like, oh, great. He left on time. He's going to school. Nothing. And then I hear it a little few minutes late and the poor neighbor is at our door wondering where he is. And I'm like, where is he? He thought I was driving him to school this morning. And I'm telling Dan, I'm like, I'm at the gym, kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> there goes your ride. I don't know. Oh, so anyway, man. He Tell did make it to school, everybody. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so what happened? Tell us. My husband Where gave is him he a now? ride. He did arrive. He's fine. <laughs> but it's just like, oh. yeah, I know. And then Matt was supposed to be here and he can't because things came up. So it's just been a crazy morning for everybody. So if you're having a crazy morning, let us know. Share. <laughs> yeah. Know. Seriously, jump in the it's comments. Tell rate. us it's not just us. Yeah, um, make us feel better about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, honest <laughs> to God. And hey, good morning. So good to see you guys. Matthew Perry's here. Hey, Christine, good to see you all the way from New York. And let us know where you're tuning in from, too, if you're over on Facebook or YouTube or here. So great to see you. And let us know what part of the country or where in the world you're tuning in from this morning. Um, so I love that you... Watch this segue. You ready? Okay. So here's my thought. I love to get those emails in the morning that, I mean, first of all, I get way too many emails, but the ones that I really open are the ones that acknowledge the craziness that is a mom entrepreneur's life. Very seriously. The ones that are like, Hey, I mean, is your coffee cold for the 300th morning in a row? Because you didn't have a chance. How many times to did you it? put it back in the microwave? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, at this point, it's starting to turn color. It's yeah. not quite right. So, um, so today I'm really excited to have this conversation because when I was working in the marketing agencies a couple years ago, I remember we would always start working with our clients talking about their ideal customer avatar, right? Which not much has changed. That's still super duper important when we're starting to craft our messaging or any kind of campaign for any business that matter, for that matter. <clears throat> but what I really like to drive home is that it can't be a one and done kind of thing. It's so important to continue to check in with your ICA and see what's relevant now. I mean, if we went off of, you know, the framework that we were on back in February of 2020, life looked way different than it does now in the United States, at least. So um, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you guys today talking all about ICA because it's really great to refresh this information. So we just stay on point. You know, do you guys have like a routine that you do or like a frequency where you reevaluate? Um, sorry, go ahead, Dan. 
I was going to say, I think it's, I think it's important to mention, right? Because how many guests do we have come on the show that literally say you need to start with this, right? Like I've said that, Aaron said that, Clara said that, Matt has said that. Probably like nine times out of ten, our guests have said that, and those who haven't were thinking of it, and they're like, "I just got to cover something else, so we're going to not talk about that today." But like, it's always an important component. It always comes up. It's one of the four, first things that you need to do all the time. And, and to Claire's point, you really do. It's not. It's not a one and done activity. You really need to go back to it. Um, I've actually been spending a lot of time working on it myself currently, um, trying to reevaluate my, especially because I have several. So just going through that process and figuring out, well, how do I niche down? How do I? How do I? craft content? How do I send different messages? How do I create campaigns that are tailored to each and every one of those? And how do my services align? And you know, how does everything kind of align for my, you know, my throughout my entire messaging framework? Yeah. And so, and I feel like, well, first of all, I want to say hello to Matthew Perry and Scottsdale. And I want to, I want to, he probably gets this all the time. Matthew Perry, you know, like when a brand was popular, <laughs> he's probably like, oh, yeah, he's probably heard that so many times, but hello in Scottsdale, Matthew Perry, Matthew Perry is here, everybody. Uh, okay. So, um, and also defining who your ideal customer evolves to like the way to do it. Right. So, um, when I was first doing it, I would be like, okay, it's my ideal customer. And then I kind of evolved into my ideal community, right? Because then I was like, well, wait a minute. It, it, cause there's different trains of thought. And so, and I'm going to go over a couple of them, right? So there's one train of thought where <clears throat> it's your ideal customer avatar, your ideal customer profile, and it's one singular person. So some people educate on one single person uses the one person that you're going to think of when you're creating all of your messaging, you're going to pick like a uh, gender, you're going to pick like everything, like a name, their, you know, their occupation, all of this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so there's one train of thought. And there's another train of thought, which I've kind of evolved to, which is a community of people because it's, it's, it may not be just this one singular person. Right. And so, um, so I've kind of evolved that way. <clears throat> and then there's some people who are like, you got to know, like, look, I have my notes here. So you got to know like what, uh, give them a name. Where do they live? How old are they? What's their occupation? They have kids. What's their relationship status? Uh, what books have they read? What entertainment do they consume? What are their worldviews? What are their core values? I have a whole list, right? What are their goals? Um, and then, you know, since people are like, I don't give a crap. Like, well, I don't care what they watch. You know, some people are like, no, that's not the way I identify. So you really got to pick the lane that works for you and your, um, your target audience, because maybe that personal stuff does correlate with what you do. And you're like, I do need to know what makes them tick. And I do need to do that deep of a dive um, on the personal level. While other people would mostly kind of focus more <clears throat> a little bit on the personal, but a lot on the business. So yeah. where do they go online? What blogs and podcasts do they consume? Uh, who do they follow? Right. But I think the main thing that all of us, the main thread that holds it together um, is what is their pain point? Like what keeps them up at night? And so I'll back up a little bit just to be like, okay, what is your ideal community or your ideal customer? Um, it's the perfect community or customer that aligns with what you do, right? So mm -hmm. it's the one that wants or needs your product or service. <clears throat> um, and so if you define this, then your messaging will be very clear. Otherwise, your messaging tends to be very diluted and you're really reaching nobody. And so that's when I said, when I posted on LinkedIn, I was like, <clears throat> do you ever feel like you're just talking to the wind? You know, it's like, you you know, you have exactly what they want, but it's just like, they're just kind of skating by, you know, and you're like, well, wait, I just, 
well, you said you need, it's right here, you know, um, but, but they don't, they don't hear it because of, of your messaging. And so I think a lot of it is um, really that question of like, what is their biggest pain point or frustration um, related to your area of expertise, right? And so <clears throat> when you can answer that question, that's when mm -hmm. you can start create, creating messaging and content um, specifically for them. So that could be the perfect lead magnet or freebie, right? Um, that could tie in. Like I always suggest, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's going on with my voice. I always suggest creating weekly content. So whether it's a podcast, a video series, a blog, um, just something every week um, that you know, you can kind of connect with your audience on. And then that, well, if you have something consistently that you're making every week, then that, you know, erases the question of like, well, I don't know what to talk about. We'll talk about what you created, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, and so, and then that way that you can create products and offers that really align um, with your customers. And then when you're writing your copy, then they're like, they really feel like you're talk, talking to them um, and that you, you are in their head and they're like, oh my gosh, because if you're, if it also, if you do your research, you're going to know the phrases they use, the messaging that they use, how they speak. And if you use that in your messaging, then you'll connect as well. And Dan, I know that you have a whole worksheet that you work with your clients and it is very much based upon that, right? Like what is their pain point? What do you have that can help them? That sort of a thing, right? Yeah, literally the first thing I do with everyone I work with, um, or even when people are just like, hey, I'm having trouble like getting started. I don't know who I speak to. Like I literally just give this to people. I'm like, hey, use this because it's helped me out so much. Yeah. Um, and it does. It's just like ask those questions. It really kind of makes you think about going through that exercise of like, who are my ideal customers? What do they care about? Right. Like what are their demographics? What are their psychographics? Really diving deep into who they are as an individual. So that way, when we when we talk to them, when we put out content, when we send our emails, like everything we want, we want it to resonate with them. And I think, Aaron, you make such a good point is at the beginning when you're first starting this or when you're kind of going through a, a pivot, like making these changes. All this is going to be assumed. You're going to make these assumptions about these people. You're going to like create them fictitiously in your head. Um, but the goal here is like going through it the first time is more of an exercise. The as you continue to go through it, next month, three months later, a half a year later, every year, right? Like you should be actually going out and conducting the market research. You're making an assumption about your audience. You're making assumptions about what they care about. Go prove yourself wrong or right. Go test that theory. Go ask them, go literally, like, I copy and paste what people tell me in DMs or what they say on a phone call. I write that down and I add it to my sheet and I replace the stuff that I thought was true with the stuff that people are actually saying to me. And it's funny because like there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. I actually, um, I do a lot of qualifications, but I don't ever really book a call with someone unless I know like the, the, the exact purpose of that call. And then I'm like, okay, awesome. I actually do want to speak with this person. They need my help. I can actually help them. And I, I send them my Calendly link and on it, I ask them a series of questions. And those questions are my market research. It's the questions that I would ask any other time. So I actually had to collate this data um, last week. And I literally just like went through a filter in my email notifications that pulled up all those questions. And I wrote copy and paste them into my worksheet. And it was funny how like, the the one problem that it always comes down to for people wanting to work with me is that they need more leads they need more business even if they say it's like i want to grow my audience the purpose of doing that is to find them more leads to find them more business to generate more revenue so it's it's funny you'll start to see that everyone has a different flavor they'll say it in a different way but they always are experiencing core problems and it always comes down to doing the research asking the questions and writing down word for word what they say to you because 
it's a lot easier to just listen to what they say as to try and figure it out yourself and make that assumption. So Yeah. And once you, you know, I 100% agree. And it's, um, once you kind of, cause you're right. A lot of it's assumptions right at first. Cause you're like, what do I have to go off of? Right. So it's to start from there. Um, <clears throat> and then once you have those assumptions written down, then think about people in your network that fit that. Right. And so then <clears throat> list those people out, like, I don't know, between five and 10 people. Mm-hmm. And then ideally you'll talk to those guys. Right. So, um, phone is great, you know, because then you can, you know, just hear the intonation of their voice and all of that. But I know some people, myself included, are not a fan of talking on the phone anymore. So you can do it <laughs> <clears throat> via text message, um, you know, Facebook message, voice, uh, message, you know, that's great too. Um, but then, you know, you're, you're talking to them about, you know, like a day in their life and what they love about, don't even, don't focus on just all the negatives, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. what do they love about what they do? What do they love about their day, you know? And then be like, if they could change one thing, what would, what would it be? But it's mostly you listening. It's not you like interrogating them, right? So it's really, is just a good discussion. Um, but like, like Dan, like what you said, like you, you'd be surprised what they say. You're like, wow, I never thought that was an issue, you know? Um, or I didn't think that was a big deal. And then once you hear it from multiple people, you start having these trends and like, so I do the same thing. Dan, I'll keep a log of what people say and how they phrase it, but then you're hearing it directly from them. So that's a great place to start is um, kind of being like, okay, this is who I, I've identified as my ideal community. And these are the people that fit that bill. I'm going to start there. Um, and then you make, as you go along, it, it can morph and those people may not be our ideal community. And you can kind of learn as you go. Um, so it's that, and it's like, you know, we always say like get involved in Facebook groups, LinkedIn, um, start commenting on people's things, kind of like get out there, answer questions, be the helpful person. Um, Cause then the more that you're um, interacting, the more that you're gonna learn about uh, these people and like really truly what they need your help with. Oh, that's so <clears throat> true. I mean, how many times do we in our own mind think, oh, I know what my audience, even if we know our audience really well, right? But maybe the way that we phrase it isn't the way they would phrase it. I learned this really um, last year when I would talk a lot about brag books because brag books is a very common industry term if you're in sales. You you bring your brag book to the resume, right? I'm sorry, you bring your brag book and your resume to the interview. But really, um, most people think of it as like a professional portfolio or portfolio of work or something like that that's a little more obvious in just the term and brag book tended to kind of turn everybody off, which I get, but it wasn't until I was listening better to my audience and phrasing it how they were. In fact, it's like you guys and Catherine Brown, who's just uh, left an awesome comment here working together because she's saying the same thing. She said she has a client who told her yesterday what helped him. And then he, he, she never explained how the help, let's see. Uh, he said, I help. I'm going to practice right away. Oh, that's perfect. So, so you can even use once you get into the rhythm of really listening to how people phrase things and how they describe how you help. So in this case, how Catherine helped. I mean, that's, that's golden because that's really listening and, and meeting people right where they're at. Do you guys yeah. use the exact phrasing? <clears throat> I love Catherine. Thank you for commenting out. That's amazing. Cause it's like, yeah, because a client can come back to you and say, oh, my gosh, you really helped me by X, Y, and Z. And you're like, I had no idea. Like, that's that's incredible, you know. And so now that she knows that, she can use that to move forward when um, when helping other other people. And then once 
this is like like we were saying earlier this that honestly does seem to come up in every power hour you know um it all leads back to this uh, every single time and it's not super fun you know to do people are like i'm gonna sit down and you know and like write about my customer you know it's like <laughs> i enjoy uh, it <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan enjoys it. but i'm, just I'm like weird, though. <laughs> Dan enjoys numbers and <laughs> Um, but I'm like, can I get on Canva and make something fun? You know, so right? <laughs> balance, good balance we have going here. Uh -huh. right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but once you know that it's going to make everything else so much easier. And then we should actually do a separate power hour on creating lead magnets or freebies, you know, yeah. um, on, on what that takes, because that's pretty huge on, um, when you're growing your email list and just growing, you know, your visibility, um, in your business, because once you do this exercise and like we said, do it, maybe do it every quarter, you know, kind of pick the cadence that's right for you. Um, then the, it, it really does tie into messaging across the board for your website, your sales pages, your emails, your social media, um, everything, um, your lead magnets, uh, your ads, uh, all of this stems from you knowing exactly who you're talking to. Um, because if you don't know who you're talking to, then, and then maybe you're talking to the wrong audience and you're getting all these leads and you're like, these are not the people that are be interested in what I'm selling. What is happening? You know? <laughs> right. But if that does happen and you do have a solution for them, then create it, right? Like there's like, mm -hmm. you almost have to like listen to the market because if you do, if that scenario does happen, you're attracting leads. So you're like, why am I attracting these people? It's something you're saying. So like you, you do have value you can add. Can you create an offer or a solution mm -hmm. around it? If you hear from your customers that they help you solve XYZ and you didn't even know that, like, awesome. That's either a way to increase, it, to, to make your services better, to, to service your clients better. Or if it's something separate, that's just like an added value, you can spin that off and make that in a whole additional, additional revenue stream. You can upsell it to your, your existing customers. You can lead, go to market with it as a lead product or service, right? There's like, a, there's, there's so many cool things that really can happen by listening to your customer because at the end of the day, like that's who you're trying to attract and help and empower. So if you start with them in mind, everything you do along the way, right? Like is, is, is critical because if you're not speaking their language, if you're not speaking to them, they're not going to care or you attract yeah. the wrong people or you don't showcase exactly how you can help them. So not to totally, well, to totally put you on the spot, Dan, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, never mind. This is what power hour is all about. So, so can you, do you have a, an example of where, you know, you listen to the marketplace, maybe you were working on something else, but you kept hearing this, you know, this feedback of like, oh yeah, but you know, can you help me with this? Or do you know a little bit more about this? That's what I need. And then that you created something for that in that situation. You know, I'll actually give you the opposite, right? So okay. like um, recently when I came in, I, I did some, uh, some LinkedIn social selling training. I was also doing a lot of sales navigator training. And I've noticed that the conversations that I've had at the leads that have been coming in have been much more focused on because um, I have several personas. So it's really kind of attracted more of my like VP of sales or, mm -hmm. or sales reps persona, which I don't like is not my primary market. Mm -hmm. So it's because I've done it because I've changed my messaging. Now it's, it's, it's shown an influx of people who have um, who like have had an interest in that and building out 
um, not something for themselves, but for their entire team, right? So, so like train out their BDRs and to train yes. their their reps to be able to do this. So, so yeah, like that, right? Like I was I was already kind of promoting a solution, but then I was just like I came out of that was kind of more made for individuals. So it was like one on one. Okay, take my course, check it out. It'll teach you all the everything that you need to know about Sales Navigator to go out and, and successfully book calls. But in doing so, more VP of sales came out who were like, I need this for my reps. So, but like, rather than kind of just be like, point them in the direction of, hey, have them all do it themselves. You're much more motivated as an individual going to find that solution. So I was like, all right, well, I can actually build you a boot camp around this. Mm. Um, so like still repurposing the course materials that I've developed in, as part of that solution, but also like including a package of, you know, six weeks us sitting down, you know, uh, like hands-on training, walking you through that material, um, you know, like pushing, pushing you to, to check the results, helping you accountable to them. But then there's also the added component of the VP of sales needs to be able to manage them once I'm gone. So what does training look like for them? So yeah, hundred percent like going out and figuring out like, all right, I'm now being presented with a new set of solutions that are very similar to what I've been doing, but slightly different catering to a different person whose needs are slightly different there might be different nuances to it so how do i kind of read those and how do i adjust my services my my products accordingly yeah oh that's great and i mean you don't know that until you put something out there right because unless we have feedback it's you know it's really hard to steer the ship on where we can really be the most valuable how about you aaron have you ever made something and felt like oh i need to pivot it over here in a different way because of how my audience is perceiving it, or maybe I'm hearing this need all the time. Now I should create something. Yeah. So when I created um, that email ally, right, the monthly membership thing. Um, so that is more of like giving you plug and play templates for you to customize for your business. Well, which, which fits a certain, um, you know, uh, demographic of people or a certain percentage of people. And then I had people that were like, that's awesome. But I also want to know, I want like a digital chorus of you teaching me how to do it, you know? So mm -hmm. like, so email ally is like the custom customizable templates. And then I'll do like a, I do do a monthly awesome. video training. Thank you. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I'll do huge, huge plan. <laughs> I'll do a, um, I'll do a monthly video training too because I I want people to learn how to write for themselves. I don't want to just be like here. Um, but so that works for some people, and then for other people, they were like, uh, you know, how about a digital course where you kind of like do the nuts and bolts from A to Z, you know, so that we get all the education and so that we can do it. And so that was interesting to me of like, okay, yeah. Uh, and it was kind of something I was already planning on doing anyway, and it's still on my list. Um, and so, uh, so it's interesting because you can kind of like segment your audience, right? Like, um, and then also in price points, you know, so, um, so some people will have like a lower price point, like, okay, here's this, um, this workshop, this like evergreen workshop that you can tune into to get this um, information, you know, and but then also, but then there's this higher price point where I go into more detail and that sort of a thing. So because um, people are at different stages of where they are. So as soon as you can identify who they are and then you can segment them down even further, actually, um, to like how you can best help them. Um, and we've talked about this a little a little bit on Power Hour, too, is that goes down to the medium um, too, like video, audio, um, you know, written word. Um, so um, 
we actually do all of that, right? So Power Hour is live as a video. Um, we haven't shared the link yet, I don't think, but um, we actually have it on as a podcast, everybody. Um, so, so, fun. so you can stream us in your car, you guys, whenever you want on demand. Um, and so, so now we are also a podcast and um, and then we post on LinkedIn, which is like the written word as well. And so, um, so that's kind of cool too. So as in, maybe your, your audience is just video people, that's cool. But then, um, but then the fact that you know that um, is, is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have an interesting twist on the pivoting products because before the <clears throat> pandemic, People did not have a whole lot of, when they searched for me, when they searched for a resume writer or an interview coach, they didn't have a whole lot of time to take on the projects themselves, right? That's why they were calling. They were like, hey, take this off my plate, please, which is, you know, a lot of times the thing that we talk about the most is, you know, they're trying to hit the ground running, but they can't do that if their materials are stuck in 2005, right? So just do it. Let me know when it's done. We'll figure out the final details and then and then they can start applying. <clears throat> but what's been really interesting during the pandemic is so many people were laid off and also had more time to really go through their professional material. So I've had a ton more uh, interaction with clients who wanted to give it a try on their own, right? So then I could give them materials and show them the framework and the flavor of what they should be going after on the resume mm -hmm. to, for wherever they want to go, because now they actually have more time to put it together and give it the old college try themselves. So mm -hmm. that's been a really interesting twist for me that I didn't expect. I always thought, you know, yes, primarily my audience are people who are like, no, I don't want to deal with it. You do it. And now it's sort of this nice balance between people who have the time and also those who want to just get it over with, which is probably still 99% of people <laughs> want to get the resume over with. But it was uh, it was fun because it, it brought in an opportunity for more coaching, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize would be part of it. But I really enjoy that part. So it's funny how the audience kind of led where my business is going in yeah. a way I didn't expect. That's, that's really interesting too, because it's not, and, and right, this is exactly why you need to come back and you need to review this exercise so often is because not only do people change, but the market changes or literally the world changes in this case, which has a rippling effect that it changes the way that people consume. It changes the way that they buy. It changes the way that their needs and their challenges impact them on a day-to-day -day basis. So being, being responsive to that and having an ear to the ground, being connected with your network hint, hint, uh, wink, wink, being on LinkedIn, like engaging with people, talking to your, mar like talking to your ideal customers, uh, like all the time, having a pulse on what's going on is so critically important because it's not always the same. It's going to change. You may like, you know, there might be internal factors that change you, the way that you approach, approach your business approaches the market and vice versa. Like the, there might be something that happens in the market that changes the way that they approach and buy services or products that you are in a category of. So yeah. Uh, be able to kind of see that, read that, feel that, and adjust accordingly. So then that way you can find new opportunities or avoid, um, you know, potential pitfalls and downfalls to your business growth. So, yeah. 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 And I think that the past, I don't know, 18 months or so, we were all like thrown into it, this exercise, whether we liked it or not. <laughs> you know, it's like things change. Everybody did that word shift, you know, um, you heard every 30 seconds. And it's just like, uh, you just, 
everything changed at once. And especially in your line of work, Claire, oh my gosh. And um, recruiting and talent acquisition and like helping people with their resumes and their next rung on the ladder. It's just, um, you know, and I bet like your messaging had to change quite quickly as well, as yeah. far as like how you're going to help people. Um, like how, how we never really talked about that. Like, how was that, you know, like when the pandemic started, were you just like, okay, I've got to, you know, there's a different way I can support these people or like, what was your thought process? <laughs> I'll be honest, when the pandemic started and I started getting a massive influx of email from people who were laid off, I had to take a little step back because it brought up a lot of emotions for me mm -hmm. because I got laid off four times, which is why I love doing what I'm doing, but also I can't help but truly deeply resonate with that dark place that you're in because it's uncertain, a ton of pride is wrapped up in that. And it's a really scary time because at the same time as you want to find a great job, sometimes you just have to keep the lights on. So you're willing to take pay cuts and settle and all of those things as a knee jerk reaction. And so how, you know, thinking back to like how I brought myself around to, okay, if this is possible for me to lose my job at the whim of the market, the company, the whatever, the team, the manager, if that's possible, then I need to have a plan to move forward in a way that I'm not settling every time. And thank mm -hmm. God, because at the first layoff, I was devastated, right? As you would be. I was like living the dream, doing my marketing gig after getting a marketing degree. Like I checked all the boxes and like, here was my prize. And um, I didn't know it would be the first of four. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm really grateful for it. But it was a it was a trip because it was going back through. OK, when I first got laid off, what did that really feel like? And it was this I see a conversation of going back and thinking, OK, I know what I know now, but who was I then? Because at the time I was my ICA, you know, I was I was my ideal customer, the person who was really needing help grasping at straws and also a bit deflated. So um, it was good. It was a good in the end to go back through it all. And it definitely changed the way that, that I connect with my audience and, and what I talk about now that mm -hmm. I, that I wasn't kind of necessarily focusing on enough yeah. until the pandemic hit. That, yeah, that no, thanks for sharing that. Cause I, yeah, it was, I, it's something I kind of always wonder cause I could imagine it was just kind of like, Whoa, you know, like you really did have to like reflect and like figure out, you know, like, yeah, steps forward. And you're right. Thanks for bringing that up. Something I meant to mention is that your ICA could be you, you know, um, it could be you now, it could be you five years ago, um, or it could be a past client um, that you've helped. Or if you're just starting out, you're like, I don't have clients, like I'm starting out my business. Um, it could think back to a friend that you've helped, you know, or, you know, some somehow that you've assisted somebody in life that kind of correlates, you know, um, go back to that. And so um, there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, and I see that we're a little bit past the half hour. So um, unless um, we have more well, to share on the topic, we could give everybody their, their activity. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say in true power hour fashion, if I could put you guys in the hot seat again, <laughs> what would be your advice? that people can implement today so they can really hone back in on their ICA. And Erin, it sounded like you were ready to go first. You want to go first? <laughs> I have a few things. <laughs> um, awesome. So 
listen, you, there's two ways you could do it. You could, if you're more of a formal person, like you can answer those questions. Like we've kind of went over, you know, um, whether it's like all the personal factors, where do they shop? What do they, you know, where are they from? That kind of a thing. Um, but then the, the most important question that you should answer is what keeps them up at night? What's their pain point? How can you help them? And you, and so either you can like <clears throat> write those questions down and answer them all, or you can do a brain dump of like, just start, just start writing, you know, like, um, how can you help this person? What line of work are they in? You know, what is their goal like in their career or their business or whatever it is? I mean, I'm basing this on like a, a business, um, but it could be something else for you. I don't know. Um, but uh, answer those questions. And I would say um, once you have those answers, whether it's through those questions or and or doing your own research online, um, identify people in your life within your network that you can talk to today or within the next week um, and have an actual conversation with them. And um, if you can record it, awesome. If that's awkward, <laughs> record our conversation. Um, then like, <laughs> do, tell them <laughs> do tell them first. Do tell them first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes to be secretly recorded. Right. Uh, <laughs> just FYI. Or a lot of times it just pops up and says that this conversation is being recorded yeah. and that's super creepy. Yeah, yeah, you're like, what? Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, and then actually chat with those people. <laughs> yeah, undercover. Um, chat with those people on the phone or, or you know, um, you know, via messenger, that sort of a thing and use what they're saying in your own messaging and uh, continue to iterate that. So, um, Dan, what do you think? So you set me up perfectly. I love it. Um, so here are four <laughs> questions that when you have conversations with those people that you can ask them. So the first thing you want to understand is you want to know what is their current situation? Where are they today? Um, because you want to identify like what their pain points are, what, you know, what troubling that, what is troubling them exactly like Aaron said, what's keeping them up at night, right? What is the current situation? The next thing you want to try and understand is the desired situation. Where are they trying to go? What does, um, you know, solving all of their nightmares look like to them? Um, you know, like how do you, how do you resolve those problems? So now you have the, the current situation, the desired situation. And the third question you want to, what you want to understand is what's holding them back. Why can't they do this themselves? Because then what you can do is you can position yourself as the expert that can help them get from point A to point B, because clearly they're having trouble getting there. Maybe it's a lack of knowledge, a lack of expertise, or they don't have the time for it. You can then position yourself as the solution to bring them along to that journey. So what is holding them back from getting from point A to point B? Um, and then number four is you want to understand what is the priority of that. So on a scale from one to 10, you can literally ask them this. How important is it for you to achieve, to get from, to get to point B today? Um, depending on how they answer, if they're like a one or a two, they're probably not a good customer. Send them, give them some resources and send them on their way. Um, if they say 15, 20, um, right? Like you now have asked them the right questions to understand exactly how you can help them and you can position yourself as the solution to overcoming and solving their challenge. No, that's great. And I would say for number three, really listen because they probably don't know what's holding them back, you know? And so they might kind of like spout off a bunch of things and you're like, that's none of those are true, <laughs> you know? So, you know, sorry, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, people will say stuff at surface value, right? Like they'll, yes. they'll, they'll kind of make an assumption about what their problem is, but a lot of times they might not even know. Right. So, so spend some time in between those main questions to go and, and, and ask follow-up questions, right? Like if you say like, all right, you know, like what's, um, what's holding you back and they're not really sure. And they're like, oh, I just don't have the time. Okay. Well, like, how do you spend your time? Like what, like what activities do you need to accomplish in your 40 hour work week that, that make not finding leads for your company, not important. 
right? Like, why are you not finding the time for that? What truly is you holding you back? Well, I just don't know what to say. Okay, so you don't know what to say. It's not that you don't have the time. You're not making the time because you don't know what to say. You don't have the experience. You don't have the, you know, like you don't know what you want to talk about, what you want to share. So, so asking asking those further questions along the way to help them understand the the answer to the question is great. Like you're you're doing them a service by by trying to understand and, and answer the questions that they don't really know. Yeah, yeah. I think those are great ways to get started, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know we've had a couple of times where we've had the chance to talk about the ICA. And I really do feel it's so important for uh, as a topic to revisit. So thanks for the refresher. I'm also motivated to go back and kind of like retool the messaging and rethink about my ICA deeply today. So appreciate all your wisdom every time. Thank you so much. Um, if, you, if you don't know where to get started, um, I have a sheet that I can send you. So just DM me or send me an email. Um, do either two, do either you do two have a worksheet that you can send people as well? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that go through Dan. <laughs> <Then they can laughs> <rot> you. <laughs> Start with Dan. Start, Start with Dan. With Dan. Um, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It is so great that everybody who joined us, thank you so much. Brian's drinking espresso over there watching us this morning. <laughs> Kathy joined kind of last minute. We are so grateful for every single one of you. Christine, Matt, Jim, all of you who joined us this morning and everybody watching from wherever you are. And with that, we will say have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week on Power Hour. Bye guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, see you next week.